Hello pod people! This is the third episode of the Lemonade Budget for Champagne Social Butterflies, the aspirational podcast for hopeless people. And I'm your host, Donna Scott, a stand-up comedian who has been mostly lying down since the last podcast. Um, I'm joined today by my husband, Neil K. Bond. Hello, how are you doing? Uh, I'm fine. Oh, oh, was that to them? Sorry. <laughs> to the audience, yeah. <laughs> Well, you might as well reply. I can't bloody hear him, can I? Uh, uh, no. Some people have said to me they've been answering me, so, you know. Hello, everybody. Um, so, apologies for not uh, having an episode last Sunday, Monday, as it were. I was very, very groggy at that point, as I was mostly on the morphine. I was still in hospital. I didn't um, get out until Tuesday last week. Uh, Tuesday, yeah. Tuesday, Tuesday, yeah. So um, yeah, a bit of a bit of a lengthier stay in hospital than I'd anticipated. Um, but uh, the, the Eric, um, my uh, lovely tumor baby, was a bit of a challenge. But he's gone. He's gone. He's he gave to birth. <laughs> yes. Um, so I want to say apologies for not having the podcast last week, but thank you very very much for everyone who sent me messages, flowers, chocolates, cards. Little videos. I love it. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, last so last week I was in hospital at Northampton General and um, Eric got removed. It was a bit crazy because you took my, my husband. He took me in on th- Thursday for my operation. I was And, um, yeah, they took me Half to a little... seven in the morning. Yeah, really, really early. And I ha- had to have that preload... Which is like not as I would normally do tequila, but some special glucose drink at half past five in the morning. And I'd almost forgotten to take the one the night before as well. So I was a bit panicking, thinking, oh, my God, I'm not going to be able to get operated on because I'll have done it wrong. But um, I went in and it was all fine. Um, I said it wasn't fine, was it? Um, it took forever. <laughs> it took absolutely forever because I, I was sold to leave and you was on the first list, first on every list. So I assumed you would be first in theatre. And then I phoned... Top um, billing, that is. That's top, just top billing. Yeah, top billing. <laughs> so it's not the fact that alphabetically <laughs> you're quite high <laughs> in the alphabet. Um, so, yeah. So I phoned at 10 just to see how you were doing. I was told you were still in theatre and not yeah. to worry and call back in two hours. So I called at 12 and was told you were still in theatre and to call back in two hours. Which was the start of visiting time and I was starting to panic a bit, to be honest with you. So I uh, phoned, phoned all my friends who had had other female genitalia removal operations. Uh, I haven't had them removed. <laughs> just got it. Just, just got it, dear. Just got they it. look a little bit different. <laughs> Actually, they don't oh, look a bit different. They don't look if they do look different, that's just down to me. <laughs> and, but apparently uh, even the basics of that operation is a very long operation anyway. Yeah. So um, thank you for... My, and you know who you are. There's good friends out there that um, uh, were very, very kind and concerned and unnerved me and talked me through the process of time. Because us, us other halves, we don't we don't tend to get told too much, to be honest with you. But no, that was really good. That was really good. And again, thanks. For that. And you were out. I actually got there at three o'clock and you were still in the recovery room, weren't you? I wouldn't know. It's all a blur. Do you know what? It nearly didn't happen, the actual surgery. I didn't know that. Yeah, well, basically, I, I got given this consultant who is going to do the surgeon. It's, it wasn't Simon Farnaby. You'll be very relieved to know. It wasn't Simon Farnaby of Horrible, Horrible Histories fame who was the one who had uh, examined me. Um, 
No, it was it was a very nice fellow. I won't say his name, but he was a very, very nice fellow. And um, he came in. It, it was a bit like a sort of like Paddington Bear kind of looking kind of guy. <laughs> like yeah. really, really, really floofy looking and, and kind of blinked a lot, you know, like very often gave me hard stares too. But he came in and he said, oh, but this, this operation, you you know, so you've got a lump in your tummy and... Um, no, we have we have suggested that you know you have, you have a, a a full hysterectomy, but you don't have to. You don't have to. Have you to. do. A lot of people, a lot <laughs> of people just 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 go for just remove the lump, and I'm like, you're kidding me. I've I've psyched myself up for for the loss of everything now, but you're telling me that I can just get. And I went, oh no no, we're recommending you do. You're recommending. So he's like, what was that for? What was that for? You're just like leading me down a path. <laughs> You do hope that they've read the notes a bit more thoroughly before yeah. then, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, I got and the, the anaesthetist came over to say hello, which I'm very glad he did because he's the person who's going to knock you out. <laughs> and anyway, he was he was like, "Hello, I'm the anaesthetist. I'm going to knock you out." And I was like, "Thank you." And he seemed very nice. And and then I got my nurse, and she she basically said. Right, let me just let me just measure you right now. And I was thinking, oh, this is like the wild, wild west. You know, when they bring out the tape measure to, for the coffin. For the coffin. <laughs> yeah, but no, so like, no, no, it's not, it's not that. It's just for you, for your ankles. Uh, we need to measure you. We're giving you the right size socks. <laughs> so she measured you, and you went, oh, you're a, you're a large. You're large in the sock department. So she put these socks on and I was like, I'm not going to be offended. I do a lot of walking. And I've got very built up calf muscles. And, then, and she was lovely. She was covered in unicorns, this, this nurse. She was very lovely. Um, so I remarked, I like your unicorns. I was thinking, that's probably what I was dreaming of when I was under. I was like, unicorns. <laughs> um, so she, she basically, she put these socks on me. Uh, lovely blue socks with no toes in they don't they don't they, they, they i think they they are a bit worried about whether or not you get they're going to be able to get in there afterwards and trim your toenails so they <laughs> leave the ends open so that they can do that and um oh, the last thing i remember was wearing the socks getting my um, cannula put in my hand and then off to dreamy dreamy land so at what point was it that you you just said that I was basically in a cupboard at this point, by the way, as well. They, they basically administer the socks and all of the drugs while you're in a cupboard. So at what point did you say that it was nearly didn't happen? What happened or did I miss? Basically, he just said to me, you don't have to have it. Oh, right. Right, right. The whole, I'm with you. Sorry. <laughs> we yeah. can edit that ridiculous question out. I like that idea. No, no, I'll leave that in. Cheers, mate. <laughs> so, yeah, surprise surgery. Well, oh well, I was expecting it, totally expecting it. And then I woke up hours later and I remember, I don't remember seeing you first. I think I remember seeing the the surgeon first. And he said, yeah, we've taken everything out. That You're all sewn up. You're all right now. And then I went to sleep again and then I woke up and you were there. You're... Yeah, they did keep you in recovery for quite a while due to lack of beds. Because <laughs> I got there at half two, um, after buying you grapes and you know, chocolate fingers and all the rest of it, and uh, you were still in recovery. And I was told at quarter to um, uh, quarter to two you you were in recovery, and you'd been there a little while. And I got there and they were told that you couldn't find a bed for you, so I pointed out that bed twelve was empty. It's not the point, Mister Bond. It's not <laughs> the point at all. And um, 
So, yeah, I, I just sat at the end of, of the ward and said, oh, you can wait in the waiting room. So I insisted that I was OK. So just stop me in the way, but a constant visual presence just so they they um, uh, they wanted to get rid of me, basically. Um, yeah, and then they did. They ruled you out. And he was all, all very, 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 very fuzzy and lovely. It was very funny. But you did look quite peaky. I was very worried. Yeah, I, well, yeah. So the surgeon did tell me that um, my operation had not gone that well. <laughs> Hooray! I'm alive. Um, but yeah, um, it had taken longer than he thought. Eric was a bit of a bugger. Um, Eric was Eric was he said the, at the size of a full term baby, which as we know a few weeks ago he was the size of a twenty week baby. Yeah. So Eric Eric got big, and and he he gave me that Paddington blink when he said like really it had grown i said well yeah i mean like people were offering me <laughs> seats on the bus and things yeah. now like proper proper late-term pregnancy uh I, I felt like i looked it and um yeah so yeah I've, I've basically had a baby but it was a fake baby and i don't even know if it had any teeth no they <laughs> hadn't hair. dissected it yet. <laughs> it's, that's still ongoing it's still being chopped up right now <laughs> Probably right not right now. Today's Bank Holiday Monday. I'm sure they have a day off dissecting well, you fake babies. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I said he said it's the largest I've ever seen in 27 years. Bum, bum, bum. And I was like, if you're the fattest, the slowest, na 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 na, na I'm mm. a record breaker. And I, I said to him, I was like, oh, how how heavy was it? And he went, oh 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 no. Um, we weigh babies, not specimens. And I was like, how is Norris McWhirter going to find out? <laughs> anyway, oh, oh, yes, for the for the Guinness World Book of Records. I, I hadn't realised. Uh, oh, 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 no, no, no that's not going to happen. <laughs> I was going to say, because it needs to be £32, and um, I don't think I was £32. Pounds. No, I, no, if it's a newborn baby, it's about £7.5, wasn't it? Yeah. So, seven, seven um, I mean, my dad would be more interested if, you know, if he was still mentally functional, because, you know, that's, you know how he functions is the weights of things you know in terms of carp <laughs> so yeah. you small carp that one love <laughs> send me a little in send me a tiddler oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah and um yeah so another thing when you have um a massive operation like this where they they, they normally basically stop at your belly button as well with the the whole incision yeah. incision they had to carry on they had to carry on up and down <laughs> And I, I've basically got a zip now. You're a pyjama case, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. You could put a nightie in me and everything. Yeah. All the little staples is a zip. Yeah. And I've still got them, even though it's like days later, because um, they needed to stay in for a little bit longer. So, Donna, how many staples do you have? I've counted. I have 50 staples. 50 staples? Yeah. It's over the length of a ruler. <laughs> <laughs> I... I I was thinking it's like it's basically from clit to tit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Sorry. Hope your children aren't listening. Um. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I've also um. One thing we noticed is like we we spent a lot of time going around trying to find decent pairs of pajamas before I went in because I just assumed I'll be in pajamas. They the the, the, the packet say you you have uh, a catheter for like twenty four hours. And then after that, you can get wearing your normal pajamas. Yeah. So I was wearing. I've gone out and bought posh pajamas. 
I've got one from, one from Joe Brown. That's not my mate, Joe Brown. It's the people who make the lovely clothes. Joe Brown. For, for, for older ladies who like patterns and embroidery and things. And, um, yeah, and then we, we decided that one pair of pyjamas might not be enough. So we did a mad dash to Asda the day before and we got a pair of Harry Potter pyjamas. They must have like had had them on license from um, Primark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, it's, it's Harry Potter on it, and it's got the lovely spangly, um, starry pajama bottoms. But it's it's got like Harry Potter School of Wizardry or something on it as the logo, and then underneath it, what we were assuming were a pair of crossed ones with some sparks of magic coming out of them. But what do they look like? Bog brushes. Bog brushes. It's just cross bog brushes at the bottom, isn't it? Magical bog brushes. But I I saw that and I thought, well, I've got to buy those. The magical bog brushes. (laughs) Like the logo in Robert Rankin's uh, Brightonomicon. Oh, I see. uh, Skull and cross bog brushes. Uh, Indeed, indeed. And um, so I'd rather rather a lot of stuff in in my bag. And then I was like trying to get the nurses to try and find anything I could use out of it and they were like breaking their own backs and I had one nurse called Susie from Iran and she was like I have dislocated my shoulder an old lady pulled me (laughs) (laughs) I can now know your bag your bag's too big yeah Uh, so didn't even fit in the lockers did it I mean you was like encamped for a month's worth of supplies then I had to basically because I had to wear my, my catheter for a little bit longer in fact I'm still wearing it um, I had to send you to go and get me some nighties because you know pyjamas aren't great for um... catheters yeah. no 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 that's fair enough but ladies, ladies if you do see a man trying to trying to find nighties please help them please help don't give them disparaging looks it's not our fault that they put them in the lingerie department the lingerie the lingerie Lingerie. That's when we're you have to go through. Because we're launching about in them. That's what you do. You're launching around. It's not our fault. It's behind the bras and knickers. <laughs> we're not happy about being there. We're not perving. And well, if you're looking gormless actually, at different sizes, just say, "Can I help you, mate?" Actually, when it comes to you, Neil, there's knit two birds with one stone. <laughs> I might be having a bit of a perv. No, but oh, seriously, crotchless. They're all crotchless. They're nighties. <laughs> not helpful badger <laughs> that really is so judgmental it's just so bad just give us a break we're not there through thrills we're genuinely not but there you go you foolish people we're there yeah oh and I, I, I basically told my work my work about about yeah I'm just going to be a, be a bit of a long recovery they they broke me because they, they basically um, damaged my bladder well, it was Eric's fault, really. Eric was stuck to it, and um, when they pulled him off, he, he tore it a bit. He's holding on, wasn't he? Yeah, clinging. He's a very clingy little Eric. Yeah, so that's why I've got um, a catheter in right now. Mm, imagine it. Um, <laughs> and, um, yeah, so I want to wear it for a little bit. Um, hopefully it comes out tomorrow. Fingers crossed. I've got um, an appointment for a twock. <laughs> I love take it. him without the, consent yeah no you you have my consent please take it <laughs> trial without catheter uh, in which i have to spend all day in the hospital to see if i can pee it's fair to say it hasn't been an easy learning experience trying to use a use a catheter um 
it's fine when you're in hospital the nurses basically come along and empty you you can't move because you're in so much pain you can basically stagger forwards and backwards um and there's 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 no toilet things going to happen at all because you've just had your insides messed around with and that basically the first few days is them trying to get you to, to, to fart, basically. Well, it's the morphine, ain't it? Morphine bangs Morph- you up, don't it, then? And also, I have nothing in you. I have nothing in you. You can't eat. So, can't eat. Yeah, so they're, they're trying to sort of like, going, have you, have, you, have you passed gas yet? Passed gas? I've never, I've never referred to it as gas before. Jumping jack flashes and gas, gas, gas. But apparently that's a very, very popular term in, in the hospital is, have you passed gas? Have you passed gas? <laughs> I've a trumped no <laughs> <laughs> I'll never make such a fool of myself I would I, I never do it anyway my, my no, goodness never leave <laughs> yeah so um, yeah they, they, they fitted me they fitted me for um, a, a, two designer bags when I left <laughs> <laughs> one front one back <laughs> um, there's the the leg bag Sexy. Yeah. And the night bag. Ooh. 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 So, yeah, the night bag has a large capacity. Um, but um, <laughs> just so that you can you can spend overnight. And then the, the leg bag is so that you can walk around with it very self-consciously. <laughs> so <it's> like <laughs> Willing it to grip. <laughs> Please stay on my leg. Please don't poke out from the bottom of my trousers. <laughs> It'd be so much easier if the bottoms of your legs were wider than the top, but they're not, are they? It's like, it's like, hello, I'm wearing a piss bag. <laughs> it's like, oh, no. Uh, and, and Neil, you've been, you uh, every time we've gone out, you've been saying, go go to the gents, go to the gents. I, I just think it'd be hilarious if somebody walked in and saw you at a urinal. <laughs> just emptying your bag with your oversized facility. <laughs> So it's like Hilarious. somewhere near my knee. So, you know. <laughs> Boasting. <laughs> Fantasyland. Oh, I'm not going in the gents. It's, it's horrible enough as it is. Um, except I've had a bit of, bit of a problem. Like the, the first day when I go to change over from my night bag to my leg bag, I had a bit of a problem. Oh, I asked Neil to help. And... Um, Pulled at the wrong bit, ended up snapping it. Oh yeah, broke it, didn't <laughs> he? broke it. And Neil's like very, very, um, you know, he's a bit of a problem solver. So MacGyver. he's very fast thinking. He's not MacGyver, MacGyver. <laughs> <laughs> and he came along, got, got a pair of kitchen scissors, snipped the tube, stuck it back into the kazoo at the top. <laughs> Indeed. And he was like, yeah, that, that works. It did work for about a day. Yeah, well, you know. But what we had failed to, to sort of like grasp is that we had managed to introduce some air into the system. Now we didn't bleed it, did we? Didn't bleed it. Now, no. but to be honest with you, I did not want to blow your kazoo at that <laughs> particular point. <laughs> um, and then, basically, so when you have air in the system, of course, you can rectify this with liquid, um, which is fine if the leg bag is not on you and you're running it through a tap. But well, we managed that. But that's fine. But when, you know, the air bubbles are stopping the, the tube from emptying and going into the bag, it is not really then advisable to start sloshing it about so it goes back into your blood. <laughs> That's not working. That's not good. 
And so, like, I, I rang up my GP and I said, oh, we've, we've, we've put one on the side for you. You can just come and have it. So I've got this 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 kit of um, new new leg and night bags. It's not somebody who has to have it long term. So there's a lot of night bags in there. It's just the one leg bag. And um, I then went, because it looked a bit different. So I went into the loos, but there's only one loo and I was holding up because I was trying to read how to how to fit it because it was different it was, where's all the pipes where is it where does this connect to and they got a bit concerned so they sent the the health um, um what's her flipping name now hello i'm the health registrar or something i'm the registered nurse some kind of oh um health visitor i'm a health visitor do we don't want any help uh, i'm really really sorry for holding things up but um yeah i i can't fit my my new catheter i sent her in because she'd been hours <laughs> So she came in, she came in and she, she helped and um, then Neil decided to, to take me to, to the pub for a bit of lunch even though I can't eat uh, or drink. Um, it's gained. <laughs> or, or, or tolerate roads, so went into the country. So went to the countryside for a nice canal side in the beautiful sunshine kind of pub for yeah. a lovely meal that do children's small portions. Yeah, you know. children's portion of food I couldn't manage. You still uh, couldn't manage it, no, that's very nice. true. And, um, and I, I started feeling really ill really ill because um, there was something not working. And I said, I'm just going to go and sit in the car and see if we can figure something out. So I'm back in the car, looked at my leg bag, and I noticed there's a button. And I was thinking, that's a bit weird. Uh, it's like a valve near the top of the leg bag. <laughs> and I was like, okay, press the valve. In flows all my pee into the bag, relief. And if you've worked out at this point what's gone on, bravo. But the health visitor had managed to fit that, that catheter leg bag to me upside down. So therefore, I had to basically switch the valve at the bottom, which releases the pee into the toilet, so that it released the pee from my bladder into the bag. It's not good being in the upside down, is it? No. No. <laughs> I don't like it and um yeah so so that was fine it works but it wasn't fine I said let's go home now I'm gonna have to and then I'll basically reveal what happened I've now got a nice full bag of pee that, that, that can go nowhere yay and um yeah so I had to go home and sort of like get the TCP on it and turn it around <laughs> oh my goodness there are some people who I've heard of have these things permanently and I'm really really sorry but I've I've had this for like a week and a bit now and I'm not coping very well. <laughs> You've had enough, haven't you? I think I have. Especially when I sit on it awkwardly and it's made of rubber so it twangs. <laughs> I didn't know that. It's like boing boing I feel like I, I feel like I know your pain, guys. <laughs> we salute you. <laughs> All those that have to deal with this on a permanent basis, we salute you. <laughs> Not good. Yeah, so that's, that's me and my leg bags. Oh, and um, oh, there's another thing that I have to put up with every day now is, of course, um, I haven't had the all clear. Um, as to whether Eric was trying to kill me or not, besides just growing <laughs> inside me. Yeah. And um, so every day, um, I have to inject myself with some anticoagulant and. Basically, it's not a small needle. I mean, you're saying it's a small needle. It's a tiny needle. It's a compass. It's like a school compass. It's tiny. It's like a bloody school compass. And Neil, for some reason, likes to help. 
I love stabbing you. Stabbing you is a great hobby. It's, I, I've basically... 8 p.m. every night. Stab. Yeah, I, I've, I've got legs like a junkie now. I mean, I've got like weird. I mean, I should have really thought this out, but there's like little pock marks all over the, my left thigh. My left thigh doesn't like having like, the injections more than the right thigh for some reason. So it's it's come up with a little pattern. I should have basically used it to sort of like do a semi tattoo or something. <laughs> and I've got more bruises on the on the right leg, but um, yeah, I know that it bruises if you rub it afterwards. But I've tried not to. I've basically just gone <laughs> a lot. And again, I know a lot of you have injections every day. Um, what can I say? I'm a massive wuss. <laughs> And the way you react, it's kind of like injecting you with acid, isn't it? <laughs> as, as, as I go, oh, that was a good one, that's fine. And then it's like a minute later and I go, It's <laughs> 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 like a delayed reaction. And sometimes it's instant. Yeah, it's like, no! But it does seem to be a reaction to the liquid rather than the needle. The needle's fine, it's just it's, it's the stuff going in. Because you have to make, you have to wait until it goes click. It doesn't go click. It goes go makes an end squelch noise. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like click, or is it? <laughs> Horrible. So uh, with any luck, that I shouldn't have to get stabbed more than a couple of more than one day now. One more stabbing. One more stab. That's it. So yeah, fingers crossed, everybody. I don't want any more stabbings. <laughs> um, Though I wouldn't mind. <laughs> I'd rather you'd be better, obviously. Yeah, yeah, but he's also a sadist. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so there's the stabbings. Uh, but we have had some fun in, the, in this this week where I've not been able to do much. It was my birthday yesterday. Happy birthday! Uh, yeah, so a nice sober birthday. It's probably the, the soberest I've been on my birthday since I was nineteen. Oh. Yeah, but no, that does. It sounds sad, but you think about it that way. Uh, that is. 25? Is it? Is that 25? No. <laughs> Stop laughing at me. I can't do maths. We call it 25. 25 years of not being sober on my birthday. Because 30 sounds horrible, doesn't it? So we'll call it 25. Hang on. He was thinking I was drunk <laughs> as a child. <laughs> <laughs> I was just I, I didn't need drink as a child I was crazy enough <laughs> we'll leave it at 25 it's 27 but we'll leave it at 25 so yeah the soberest birthday I've had since I was 19 um, and we we had plans we we went we went to the, the club at the end of the road for a little drink but of course I had orange and lemonade and we were going to go to the cinema but I started feeling really unwell when we got to town yeah so I uh, we came back and I oh, met an old friend in a pub. Yeah. No idea who her name is, or where we know her from. And we had that wonderful awkward conversation for nearly an hour of just trying to talk to somebody that you know you know, but you don't know you know. Or how you know. Or who they are. You know who they're related to as friends. But that's about as far as it went. But it was very nice and very polite, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, you know what's really weird about like meeting people and you you sort of know them but you don't know them? You know how I was in hospital and there was a lovely lady who had the same operation as me, but yes. smaller than humour, I didn't want to, didn't want to brag. Um, 
and um, she is a, she worked as, I met this lovely lady called Claire and she works as a children's illustrator and we know somebody in common but not that we actually know or actually know it's somebody I've sort of heard of who works in who used to work for the same publisher as I used to do work for but we don't know them and then we've got I, she's not on Facebook so I can't see so basically we said oh lovely to see you bye bye but there was this woman opposite me who was kind of really odd uh, yes yeah. yes basically she came in like a day after i i was admitted and she she'd been complaining of stomach pains and she'd got a hospital bed but it was clear they didn't know what to do with her because she wouldn't let them properly examine her and she had been told that she would need scans and had refused to leave the hospital until she got them even though what you do is you get your appointments through and then go back into hospital as a day patient for the scans but she wouldn't leave and while she was there she wouldn't hardly ever let them take her blood pressure or her heart rate or any blood um so it was a bit of an awkward few days and they just kept the the um the curtains shut and I could hear them swearing at the, the doctors a few times. And it's refused treatment, but wouldn't leave unless she'd had treatment. Was... Yeah, very, very odd. Yeah. Um, but I did get to know her name. Yeah, eventually, because from the snatches of conversation I heard. And I looked her up, and I do have a mutual friend with her. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, let's not follow that up. No, let's not follow it. Because uh, she was so weird. At, at times... I kept wondering what is causing this stomach pain because she had a boyfriend with her. and I don't think he caused the stomach pain. He might have done. <laughs> at one point, at one point he might have done because they were making some very odd noises and those curtains were shut. Too much information. <laughs> and he kept following her into the toilet. And she could get him a walk okay, so she was fine. But he kept following her in and... Like, that made me come to the conclusion, because I'm Papa Nancy Drew, that she might have been a drugs mill. Yeah, and that was her dealer. <laughs> so, yeah, but yeah. Give me the merchandise. Come You're on. You're not going to flush it. <laughs> Pull into my hand. Oh you will be God. another gram. What, why would it be a hand? They have those little pans. They have them readily there. He's more of a hands-on guy. Ooh. <laughs> You've just made him into a dealer. It's your fantasy. It's it. Fantasy? What? This is not a hospital drama that Nadine Doris is writing about any time soon. <laughs> oh, God, she's awful. I, yeah, seriously, if you want to laugh, go to Amazon and look up Tory minister Nadine Doris's books, any of them, and go to, you know, look inside. And all you need to do is just read that first page. You will, you will have a laugh. Honestly, they are hilariously badly written. <laughs> you say as a professional editor. Uh, yeah, uh, it's my professional opinion there. <laughs> Nadine Doris, you're more than just a shit human being. You're a shit writer. Who's oh. buying you? Who is buying you? All the shit people in the world. There are so many of them. So that, that was people you meet in hospital and in the pub. So I didn't have a great birthday. But um, we have had fun sort of reliving sort of like, well, watching a lot of television and YouTube. Mm. And um, yeah, we discovered that Neil is in a Faith No More video. Yes, I am. I am. Well, my lower torso is. Yeah, he's unrecognisable. From, from the him. shoulders down, 
I'm there. Uh, during the Phoenix Festival 1997 video, which is all beautifully edited as televised, and during the solo of Epic, they pan to the crowd as they drag out this guy who's um, crowd surfing. And that's me, that is. And yes. You're so skinny. I was proper rake, wasn't I? Yeah. Back then. I mean, he's shown me a photo taken the same day to prove that those those were indeed his terrible shorts that he was wearing. <laughs> bright red, totally naked, bright red shorts, lovely. <laughs> but that dropped my head um, as there was crowd surfing just before the security got me. So I'm literally just being plucked out of out of the swamp of the crowd. You can, you can see him sort of like like his head is down, his boots are in the air, being taken by the crowd, and then uh, and then the, the camera sort of like is on the stage again, and then. It, the camera's on, like, long shot of the crowd in the stage. And you can just see him sort of, like, skip out like he's never been upside down in the first place. With his hair all flowing, tra-la-la-la-la, skip along back. Oh, yeah, like you see the back of my head as well, don't <laughs> <Yeah>. you? <laughs> so I'm there in total, apart from the visage. Yeah, la-la-la-la-la, I'm going to go and do that again. <laughs> and I did. And I did. <laughs> very, very good gig. Yeah. And I was headlined by David Bowie. You were headlined Bowie. by David Bowie. I was headlined by <laughs> Basically, the whole video was just for me for that those two, three seconds. And uh, I, I was very grateful for Faith and All to put the gig on so I could feature in the video. Uh, but yes, yeah, so and then Bowie headlined for me later. It was very good. <laughs> it's good because that sounded like a thing he did to you. And <laughs> um, frankly, we've lost enough people from the 70s to that kind of shenanigans. Oh, no. No, 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 no. No. Oh, yeah. So, um... Neil has been looking after me very well this week. You'd be well, glad to you. know. Yeah. Uh, but I'm feeling so much more sort of good now. I, you know, I managed to pull myself up this morning without, you know, having to manoeuvre my elbows and everything into a funny position first. It was like, I'm up. And I was like, wow, I can move. I can move. This is amazing. Soon, if I can eat as well, that'd be great. <laughs> Still got very reduced appetite. But um, yeah, I'm getting there. I'm getting better. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. And um, so I was thinking, you know, 2019, it's been a bit shit because we started it with Neil in hospital because he'd come off his motorbike. Yeah. And then I broke my toe. Just for the attention. Yeah. And then I grew in Eric. <laughs> yes. And then yesterday, what did you do, Neil? I broke my toe. <laughs> Just for the attention. <laughs> yeah. He basically, he's going to try and heat some food up for me that I'd left. <laughs> or cooking, as it's also called. It was heating up some food <laughs> that I couldn't eat yesterday. <laughs> no, before. Oh, yeah, that's true. And and just turned round and he broke his toe. I did. I did. I was trying to avoid the hoover. <laughs> it's just boom. Oh, I'm good grief. So, this is, so, Neil has got a callback injury. <laughs> What a comedian! <laughs> hey, but also you can also can hear that we are recording in stereo, or, or yeah, the the pair of us are talking at the same time. I know you've not been able to do that before, have you? No, not been able to do that. We have new equipment. Birthday equipment for me. Birthday equipment, and we've got we've ordered um, some stuff from PMT as well. I've got a, a mobile recorder coming soon, so I'll be able to pin these lapel mics on. On into the mobile device, and I can come out and record you. Yes, you. People yeah, out there. people out there. So yeah, we, it's going to happen. 
um, I'm gonna start applying to different people saying do you want to be my thing you know you're coming to town do you want to be my thing that kind yes. of thing yeah I'll get this podcast up and running as was intended yeah yeah, so what has been the take, do you think, this week for? what? What is the aspirational aspect of this week? I suppose it's, you know, other people who cope with injections and catheter bags much better than, than me, because they are out there. And it doesn't matter if operations go wrong, if you've got drug mules opposite you, you can still be positive about it and still bounce through, because yeah. you are recovering really well, and you are staying very positive about it. Even when you think they've taken away your belly button. Oh God! No, I'm not so. sure. I think they have. <laughs> I can't see it. It's because it's got a scab on it. It's still there. Oh my God! She, guys, she genuinely thinks they've removed there's her like, belly button. There's like a shallow dip where it should be, and then I can't. Isn't there's, there's no nubbin? There's nothing. I mean, it's all nubbin to be fair, because it's, I'm basically a zip now. You are. You have my little pajama bag. Um, it's all staples, so when it comes out, I'm going to have that scarification that looks like a zip. Do you think I should get a tattoo of a zip? I reckon that'd be good. <laughs> and put the actual zip header where Ma- your belly button is. Should yeah, be. maybe maybe I can do it so that it looks like a sort of like swimming costume that Posh Spice might wear, <laughs> so that I can actually wear a bikini and it just looks like one of those. I've had a cesarean. Um, cutaway things that she's done I don't know what you're referencing but fair enough <laughs> she's a designer now you know the, the one that can't sing out well one of the ones that can't sing out the Spice Girls <laughs> I know yeah. she designed a Land Rover I don't know anything else she designed a Land Rover she did yeah the, the ones where they've cut the roof in half and put it back on the real squat ones that was that was better. oh so that sounds she exactly that. like the swimming costumes that she yeah. designed <laughs> sort of like Cut it away, put it back together again, pose on a boat. Ta-da! Yeah, that's all. Yay. And I would like to say thank you to everybody who sent me updates as well from Edinburgh and Worldcon, because those are the two bits that I'd missed for being in, from being in hospital. Um, the launch of Best of British 2018 was on the 17th, and I was still very, very groggy at that point when, when my own book launch was happening in Ireland without me. But um, it's lovely to hear back from so many people who went and who bought the book. I gather that all the copies that were there sold out, which is brilliant. I've been just been sent the cover for next year's. There's going to be another one. Yay! You can buy those from Newcon Press. All right. Okay. So um, this is this is Donna Scott then signing off or out? I really say out. Out signing out. Out going out out and the okay bond. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for listening. So out of it. Bye.